in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. be calling this the save the words that dc fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the washington capitals are the 2018 stanley cup champions Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about this, Cowboys? Yeah! 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second week of the 2019-2020 season of the Huddle Up Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 27, 2019, where we thank you for joining us this week. And uh, we have tons to talk about, including which is the worst first game and farewell captain andrew luck but first our show is on ngsc sports and we are brought to you by alicia's pillows and things if you're decorating your home you want it to reflect your tastes and your likes so why not add decor that reflects your sports movie or tv fandom alicia's pillows and things is your hookup they feature pillows and stools and everything of all sizes with all your favorite teams and characters. Just log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. You can follow us, of course, on our Facebook page, where you are now. Give that a like, at Huddle Up Podcast. Also, Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can follow Dave at Huddle Up Dave. And uh, speaking of, Dave, let's get him in here. Dave, how you doing this week, buddy? Hey, Jim, we're doing well. We had a nice uh, 2-0 and there to start off the uh, college football weekend, so we're already playing with house money, and, uh, you know, we, we can't complain too much. It's uh, like Christmas Eve Eve with the game starting on Thursday, so we cannot wait. As you know, I'm uh, uh, college football number one over the even the NFL, so uh, this is like almost Christmas time. Yeah, no doubt. It is uh, it is a glorious time of year. Of course, week zero is kind of the – the appetizer before the uh, the full course meal. We're just uh, about one week out until the NFL season officially gets underway, um, and of course, uh, week one uh, of college football this weekend. Um, so uh, this one probably going to be again a little bit on the lighter side uh, in terms of uh, length of show, but that's all right because uh, you know we're we're getting back into the groove here. It's been a while, so 
uh, we're going to settle in and, and, and do things right. Because once we get into the NFL season next week, um, you know, we're going to hit the ground uh, full speed uh, moving forward. But Dave, um, before we get to games, we're going to we're going to tackle some and uh, look at the games that are featuring teams in the top 10 this week, because uh, it's 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 an interesting look because, of course, you have uh, a, a lot of the uh, really good teams versus not so good teams. And we're going to find out maybe which one of those games is uh, is the absolute worst of the bunch. But um, of course, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the sudden retirement of Andrew Luck. Uh, over over this past weekend, and um, it really sent shockwaves through the uh, through the sports world, through the sports fandom world, sports Twitter world, and all of that. So um, we do have an open phone line if anybody wants to call in and uh, and, and ask any questions or discuss any of these things. Uh, we did post like a question of the week uh, relating to Andrew Luck. Something uh, try a little bit different since we don't have a lot of uh, hard games to pick this week. Um, but, uh, of course, Andrew Luck retiring just at the age of, uh, 29, we asked the question, like what, what just playing out, what do people think of, uh, of Andrew Luck's sudden retirement? Uh, Jason responded as a diehard Colt fan, the timing couldn't be any worse, but I get it and wish him and his family the best. Clearly there's more to this calf and angle ankle injury than the Colts organization has let on. And he wondered if Jim Irsay manipulated Andrew into staying as long as he did to sell tickets. Uh, of course, it's kind of been a reaction in, in a little bit uh, with the sports world this week. Uh, Scott had responded. He said, I think there's more to it. He wishes him the best. Um, he he thinks that the luck to the XFL stuff uh, that he's heard people saying is a bit bogus. Of course, uh, Andrew Luck's dad is the uh, commissioner of the XFL, which will be starting in February. Uh, Chris said, uh, good for him. Sucks about his planning, but if it was preventing him from living his best life, then more power to him. Clearly, he's a smart dude with a Stanford education, so best of luck to him. Chase said it was totally shocking. All he could think about uh, was the saying in the uh, in the WWF back in the 90s of Shawn Michaels losing his smile. Um, maybe he will be the NFL version of Shawn Michaels. And then over on our Twitter page, again, again at Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter, uh, John said he chose being able to function normally as opposed to rehab, so he likes his call. And uh, Ernest uh, just responded with a great gif from the uh, movie Wedding Crashers of he's back. So maybe he's implying that luck will be back one day. And uh, and Ryan said he left his team high and dry. So again, thank you for those who responded uh, to the uh, to the Twitter question of the week there. Um, You know, for me, like it, it was just it was more shocking than anything we had. My uh, my fantasy league had just drafted the, that afternoon, and uh, I really felt bad for the one guy because he had uh, he had drafted both Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller within three rounds of each other, and of course Lamar Miller uh, of the Houston Texans went down with the torn ACL uh, against the Cowboys on Saturday night. So um, I'm sure it sent ripple effects through fantasy leagues that uh, that had already drafted, but. Um, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, if you look over this guy's career, um, since 2015, you know, he had a, he had a seven game season, a 15 game season. He missed 2017, uh, of course played last year. Um, he, he, he was beat up, man. He, he, he tried getting ready for this year. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't to be, um, it's a shame. Like he's, he's to me extremely talented, um, 
but it, you know if the body can't hold up you, you, I, you've got to be uh you got to be smarter you got you got to you know do what's right for yourself as a person and, and for your family and you know I I have the utmost respect for Andrew Luck for for getting out of the league and, and now and um, doing what he feels is right, not kind of being pressured and, and locked into um, a situation that he didn't want to be in. Um, my my other thought to it too was a couple of years ago you started seeing when when you know there was a lot more um, to the see you know the real start of the CTE stuff. There was a few um, there's a few documentaries about it. Of course, the movie uh, Concussion had come out. And there was a few, you know, mid to low level NFL players that retired at, uh, you know, at, at 25, 26 years old. And, and at the time, I said, you know, I think this is only the beginning of seeing players walk away younger than, than we expect them to. And, you know, a couple years go by and, and nothing really sends any sort of, uh, you know, shockwaves through the sports world until this. And this is a obviously high profile player. Now, of course, it's not it's not a concussion thing, but this is a high profile player who um, can obviously have a life outside of football and all of that. And, and he walked away at, you know, 29 years old. So, you know, again, I, I, I just kind of reiterate this thought in this point that, you know, I I don't think this is the last of of players walking away at twenty nine. It's happened before. I mean, Barry Sanders retired young. Jim Brown retired young. You know, um, Megatron retired young. So it, it it happens. But I think we're gonna see a little bit more of this. Um, but you know, there's there's theories of whether or not people are already saying that that you know, of course. <laughs> Luck will go to the XFL or he'll be back in the NFL. I I, I don't know. I, I looked at a guy on Saturday at that press conference that is done with football. Um, so I wish him the best of luck, Dave. You know any any other thoughts or reaction to the sudden retirement of uh, of Andrew Luck? I don't know that I could say anything else after that uh, ten minute blab on there, but. Uh... I think the the biggest thing is, A, I, I echo the utmost respect to Luck. Um, it, it takes a, a huge uh, a huge pair to be able to walk away from, from a situation like this with the amount of guaranteed capital just because you're not interested, essentially, and invested. Um, so I give him a huge pair on that. Um, but the other piece, I think, uh, you're, you're talking about the injuries and, and what it could do to a career, and, and the way you have phrased that, the the kind of analogy that formed in my head was it, it's can you imagine if it, obviously Griffey's my my favorite player of all time but can you imagine if after the the second or third injury that Griffey had he walked away um that's sure. kind of what we're seeing to an extent with luck um it, it's hard to argue that he's not one of the top two or three quarterbacks right now um healthy of course if he was healthy um but can you imagine if the same thing happened in baseball with Griffey walking away after that second injury, just said, "Hey, I, I, you know, I know I'm one of the best, and I don't feel like doing, dealing with all this rehab bullshit right now. And uh, I'm just going to go enjoy my my hundred million that I have stored up, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip side, type of thing. So it, it's just kind of interesting that for it to happen in in football, it's still a shock. But can you imagine if this happened in 
in another sport, if it was uh, Steph Curry and or uh, Durant or something like that in the NBA, or if it was, uh, you know, one of these, these hockey players or something like that, just football, it, it's shocking. But if it was another sport, it would be earth shattering. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm, I mean, you, you look back over the, the last, you know, decade or so, like in the NHL and, 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 you know, we've obviously had our, had our fun and jokes at uh, old Cindy Crisby in Pittsburgh, but you know, that the, there's a guy right there who has dealt with um, concussions and post-concussion syndrome throughout the course of his career. And I think there was a point where it, it, it wouldn't have been overly shocking if he would have walked away from the game similar to, you know, what we saw with Eric Lindros, a career cut short uh, with concussions. And there's been others. So, yeah, it, it's – and again, I, I think as more and more, uh, you know, stories and knowledge about – the, the effects and the, the long-term effects of what uh, contact sports are, that, that this is going to become more of a commonplace thing where, you know, when a player like this retires young, we're no longer shocked by it. It's just, it'll just be something that happens. Um, but, uh, you know, and even just today, um, uh, Gronk had a, had a press conference and I don't even re- remember the the actual nature of it, but when asked about, you know, why he walked away, he said, football wasn't good for me. I was in a uh, bad place mentally, and, and he walked away. He said he um, has not ruled out a comeback at, at some point, but right now he is not um, even thinking about that. And and he, if you look at him, he looks like a guy who is not ready to get on a football field. He looks dramatically smaller um, than the normal Rob Gronkowski that, that we're used to seeing. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be rushing to uh, your your Yahoo or NFL fantasy apps or anything like that and 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 picking up Gronk just in case. Like I, I think you're you're probably safe not stashing him on your roster. But you know it's it, it is what it is, and and I think it's it's going to be a sign of the time. So um, again, wish Andrew Luck the best of luck, and 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 we'll see if a year from now, two years from now, he doesn't uh, come back into the league. So uh, Dave. Let's jump into uh, games this weekend. We'll remind people we have an open phone line. The number is in the social media post for the uh, for the show, but also it is 401-347-0613. And then uh, use pin 29312 um, if you want to uh, call in. We'll wrap up our uh, thought at the moment and uh, and get to you if you call in. Uh, how you doing, Scott? How you doing, Austin? Joining us here in the uh, in the live uh, page, we got a few people here watching with us. And if you uh, are doing that, give it a share. Get more people in here. We'd appreciate it. Um, so usually, I think what we what we try to do during a normal slate is kind of pick teams uh, in the top twenty five that are against each other. Um, but I thought I would change it up a little bit because. There's a lot of uh, mismatches. There's there's top 10 teams playing, well, not top 10 teams this week. But, Dave, I think you might have a couple of plays that uh, that, that that might entice people, the games that might be a little bit closer, but we'll, uh, we'll get to those in a little bit. Um, we have a game on Thursday night. It is your defending national champion hosting Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech at number one, Clemson. Clemson is a 36 point favorite and uh the last i checked the uh the over under on this one is 60 that one is at 8 p.m on the brand new 
ACC network. I don't I don't know who all has the ACC network. I know I have it with my DirecTV package. Um, so you will, uh, and, and I, I've always wanted to say this, check your local listings. Uh, but uh, obviously. The Cle- absolutely Clemson conference. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Clemson wins this one. Um, I will give Georgia Tech the points. I, I don't, as good as Clemson is, I'll 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 stay under thirty six. It's an ugly number, um, but I uh, I will go over the sixty, Dave. I will go over the sixty. A little little bit of analysis uh, on, on this one, kind of a heads up on on Georgia Tech this year. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, Georgia Tech has abandoned their famed triple option and will no longer be running that this year. So this is kind of an interesting first game. Uh, a, it's the first real game action that Georgia Tech's going to have with this new style, which normally spells a lot of trouble. Um, B, you're kind of playing a good team. Uh, kinda, but C, also, also looking into this, um, Clemson has uh, Texas A&M on deck. Uh, so kind of an interesting look-ahead, sleepy-type spot potentially for Clemson. Um, however, this Georgia Tech team stinks. So... Um, I, I think Clemson, my favorite play in this game is uh, Clemson minus, I think they're minus 22 or 23 um, for the first half. I think Dabo is going to play his starters, uh, Trevor Lawrence, et cetera, the first half only. I think they'll be up 35 at half. And then whatever happens in the second half happens. Sure. Um, I think you're going to see Clemson's defense coming full tilt this entire game. Um, if you read any of the Clemson articles that have been out, Dabo has been pretty vocal that he's not real confident in the second team right now. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of guys a little bit further down on the death chart that are uh, both fighting for, for a job here. Uh, job's probably not the, not the right word, but uh, why else would you go to Clemson? Uh, but they're, they're fighting for playing time is what I mean. So sure, um, sure. I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, defensive effort and it's the whole 60 minutes from Clemson, but I think you're going to see the, uh, um, offense die off in the second half. So my uh, my Vegas uh, leans at the moment. I wouldn't call them plays at this point. Uh, reminder to check Twitter for those plays. But uh, the leans at the moment would be Clemson minus twenty three ish or whatever it is for the first half. And then I'm probably going to look at a second half under um, at halftime. Uh, if I had to put aside, I would I would take Clemson. Uh, this Georgia Tech team is terrible. I'm probably not going to get any of my money for a long while. Um, <laughs> And over under, I'd probably take the under, but uh, Clemson might get there um, themselves. But I don't think Georgia Tech's more, scoring more than ten. So um, that would be my uh, my lean on that. Uh, more in the more in the fact that uh, I'm a little bit more confident now that I'm on opposite sides of you on both. So uh, <laughs> rock on! All right, let's move to Saturday, starting at noon on Fox. Uh, Florida Atlantic uh, goes to Ohio State. Uh, number five, Ohio State is a 27 and a half uh, point favorite. The over under on this one, 63 and a half. Um, I'm, I'm going to just take Ohio State and run in this one, even though I don't think uh, Ohio State is uh, is going to be as good as they have been in the past few years. Uh, I just, it's Florida Atlantic. I, I think this one's fairly easy to call. Yeah, I'm taking Florida Atlantic plus the 27 and a half. Um, I don't like this Ohio State team at all. Um, I think it is a pretty much 
let's get through this to go through the motions and make sure that we don't do anything that uh, causes a Purdue as we, like we had last year type of thing. Um, I think with Justin Fields just being named the starter, what, a week ago? At yeah, this I point, think that's that, right. Uh, there's still some feeling out going on there. Uh, Florida Atlantic's a pretty good football team that's uh, pretty under the radar, and they uh, should compete in their conference this year for potentially winning the conference. So um, I think that this Florida Atlantic team has has a um, very good chance at staying inside the number. And even if they don't stay inside the number, this one has backdoor written all over it because the the uh, Florida Atlantic is going to play the entire 60 minutes where Ohio State more than likely does not care in the last uh, 45 or, or last 15 or so. So um, I would take Florida Atlantic with the points on this. Not a play yet, but uh, uh, I'm going to wait this one out till Sunday and see if we can't get lucky that uh, – so we get some uh, more money in Vegas on Ohio State, and this number creeps over 28. That's really where I'd be interested in uh, Florida Atlantic. But I will take uh, Florida Atlantic, and I will take the under. All right, very good. Uh, the defending runner-up for the national championship, number two Alabama, 35-point uh, road favorite at Duke, uh, 330 on ABC, the over-under 57. Um, I, I like Bama to win this one. I'll take Duke with the points. Um, and, and I'm even going to go the under, I know we talked about last week, uh, maybe some injury concern with Tua and, and, you know, we're not sure what this Alabama team is going to be. And and I think it's going to go one of two ways. And I know it was uh, obviously a a heavy point of discussion last week on college game day. What, what does Alabama look like coming off getting waxed in the, uh, in the college football playoff national championship last year? Um, and 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 I'm not saying Duke is uh you know any any sort of a team that that, that should really scare Alabama, but you know it, it. I think it's more about where this Alabama team is mentally, and you know I think they might struggle out of the gate. You know I think second half they could they could run away with it, but um you know I think I think again we're seeing the makings of um a, a changing of the guard a bit in in college football at least. Um, with with Alabama maybe finally losing its grip um, on on what they've had for for so long now, um, so again I'll take Duke with the points. Alabama's going to win. Jim, you got one right. Both sides on this one. You got Duke with the points and the under. Uh, good plays there. Uh, not the right reasons, but good plays. Um, <laughs> you got the right answer though. So um Alabama's going to win this first half pretty sizable 21 28 points more than likely but then um they're going to take all their starters out because they don't have the depth that they've had previous years and this is another instance where Duke's going to fight the entire 60 minutes and um they're going to catch enough here to to get the job done I mean this game is in Duke and you're laying 35 points on the road that's pretty damn impressive um, but I also think that uh, Duke might need 10 points to win this, to, to cover this spread. Uh, they might not need any. They're, they're, they're not as good as last year with everything that they've lost, but uh, they are are decent-ish. Um, there's a new term for you. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, given the, the need that they have to get the second string reps in at Alabama and the way that Saban tends to coach, he's going to just go through the motions in the second half here and make sure it's a line blocking okay and that type of stuff. Um, the other thing is this is another game that they can work out the kinks with the, all the coordinators that they've lost. So um, Duke with the points in the under. Can we I, can we look into trading trademarking that? Or was it decent-ish? We should look into that. Um, 
This is the Huddle Up Decent-ish podcast. Yeah, I think that that would look great on a t-shirt. I think that would look fantastic on a t-shirt. All right, let's go to uh, Vanderbilt, 7.30 p.m. Hold my beer and I'll do that. (laughs) SEC Network, uh, number three, Georgia, 21-point road favorite, over under 57.5. You know, we we again talked last week, uh, I think Georgia – is is really going to be one of the the class teams in in college football this year? Um, really, really good football team with what Kirby Smart's doing. Um, so I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to take the points. I'm actually going to take the under because again, I think you're gonna you're gonna hit a point in the second half where um, you get some of those starters out of there uh, as they're you know them and another team we're going to talk about. Uh, later in the weekend uh, are looking, I think a little bit ahead to a big matchup in uh, mid September. So uh, Georgia is going to beat the, beat the spread, but take the under. I, this is a game that I really have no clue what to expect. Georgia obviously wins this game, but um, there's been a lot of hype around Georgia. And this is the first time that they're really taking the field with that kind of preseason hype in a, in a long time. So, sure. Sure. Um, I will be more than likely steering clear of this game altogether. Um, but I, if I had to pick, I would uh, probably lay the points with Georgia. Um, I would much rather much rather see uh, a 21 or a soft 20 pop than uh, laying it with a, a 21 in the hook. But uh, And I'm probably going to go over. I just think this Georgia offense is pretty good. Um, and I think Vanderbilt's going to be able to score a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, which is all it's going to take. The other thing to to keep in mind with Georgia this year is they have one of the best offensive lines in the country, so they're going to run the ball a hell of a lot, which is going to um, assist in reducing the time that the other teams on the field and uh, a lot of lower scoring games in theory. But uh, I think that the Vanderbilt's going to have trouble defending this run, so that's not going to um, hinder the point scoring here. All right, no doubt. All right, let's uh, let's then move to uh, 7:30 p.m. ESPNU. Uh, Georgia Southern at number six, LSU, a 28 point home favorite over under 53. Um, you know, I, I like LSU at home. You know, I, I obviously don't know a whole lot about Georgia Southern, but, um, you know, I think LSU started to get some of that swagger back, um, you know, mid to late season last year. And, and, and we're, we're looking like they were putting something reasonably special together. So, um, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the points, and I, hell, I'm feeling lucky. Let's take the over on this one and roll with the Tigers. So I'm going with Georgia Southern and the under. Um, more confident on the under than I am Georgia Southern. Uh, I think that this is a big look-ahead spot for LSU, who has a big game on deck next week with the uh, Shorthorns of Texas. So um, I think you're going to get a very vanilla game plan from LSU. They they don't have to do much to to beat Georgia Southern. And realistically, if they win by 10, it doesn't really matter versus 30. Um, they just have to get the win and not have it be a last play type of thing. Um, so I think you're going to get uh, I think you're going to get a very vanilla LSU. We're going to drop back, run the ball, drop back, run the ball, and we'll potentially throw it on third down or run the ball some more. So. Um, I think the under is a good spot here, but I think you're going to get a very boring game to watch if you're uh, just a casual college football fan. All right, very good, Dave. Let's move to the big house. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m., Big Ten Network. Middle Tennessee goes to Michigan, who is a, uh, around a 34-point 
home favorite over under 54 one of the bigger spreads uh, in the top 10 this weekend and uh you know this 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 is where and again it's not going to be a challenging game by any stretch of the word but uh you know new offensive coordinator kind of retooled defense you lost a lot of players there second year quarterback new offense new looks um you know it it's and and I think that there is um even more than normal probably a lot of pressure on uh on Jim Harbaugh and this Michigan football team so um you know I think they need to come out they need to come out swinging I think they need to and and do beat the spread on this one and uh and I'll I'll take the over as well on it because if you if you look shaky if you look faulty in this one um you know that that's going to be one of the lasting uh, discussions coming out of week one of college football. Um, so I, I think Michigan, and I'm not saying it's a statement win, but they have to make a statement of sorts um, out of this game against Middle Tennessee on Saturday. So I think uh, I think Michigan is the correct side in this. Uh, not really for the reasons that you mentioned, but because Middle Tennessee State sucks this year, so. Um, they've lost a lot, and they are they're going to be kind of in a turnover type of uh, state. Turnover being uh, new personnel and that type, not the uh, giving the ball away like Notre Dame likes to do. But um, Michigan uh, is a very good team this year, and I think that this will be the first uh, showing at home, and it should be a uh, a real good uh, test to let the new offense really uh, open up per se. So I think uh, I can't remember the new offensive coordinator's name, but I think that this is going to be his. Uh, his chance to really get the the oil and the high the high flood the high speed power everything going. So um, I think I think Michigan's going to win this with pretty much ease. They might cover the thirty five in the first half because Middle Tennessee is pretty bad. All right, Dave. Before we keep rolling, uh, before we keep rolling in this uh, weekend of games, let's go to a caller. Let us know. Oh my God! Why you fucking little cunt? If you stood in front of me, I'd beat the fuck out. All right, somebody's having a little fun in Westchester this uh, this uh, fine Tuesday evening. Um, apparently, they don't like being put on hold and let people finish their uh, discussion. So, uh, Westchester, have fun, enjoy your night, and you know, please don't drink and drive. Uh, Louisiana Tech on Saturday night travels to Texas. This one at eight p.m. Eastern time on the Longhorn Network. Oh, look at that! We're gonna we're just gonna keep hanging up on him because he's gonna keep trying back. Um, Texas is a 20 and a half point home favorite, uh, plus minus on this one is 55. Again, Texas is a team who, uh, you know, who I think has a lot of people, uh, looking at them this year and a, and a lot of, uh, potential for what could be a pretty, pretty special season. Um, I like, uh, I like them to beat the, uh, beat the 20 and a half here. Um, but I think I'm going to go the under, um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be all, t- it's going to be, uh, uh, we're just going to shut down the call in line, un- unfortunately. So if anybody else was going to call in tonight, I guess we're going to, we're just, uh, unfortunately have some, uh, hecklers, but it is what it is. We keep moving on. Uh, I'll say Texas with the points. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll play the under. Man, Jim, this is an exciting state for the show. We got our first heckle 22 <laughs> Right? Isn't that thing. awesome? Week two this year. That's good. 
this is the quickest we've gotten it yet. So I don't. I I I'm guessing it was you that said someone that something that really ticked someone off because I'm just pure genius. So. Probably, probably. I mean, I'll 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 own up to it. I, I'm sure it was me. So um, La Tech here and uh, Texas. I'm uh, I'm on the La Tech side. Um, just for the pure fact that uh, there's a look ahead uh, game for Texas. They have a big game with LSU next week. Um, so I think that this has a, a it's kind of a classic example we've talked about already. Uh, La Tech's going to care for 60 minutes. Texas cares for 45, 50, enough to get the W and be safe and healthy for next week. But uh, they're going to be pretty vanilla. Um, this La Tech team is pretty freaking good too. So uh, something that uh, everyone should be watching out for is this La Tech team could scare Texas this week. Uh, not saying that uh, it will or will not happen, but uh, La Tech is uh, pretty solid this year. So I'm taking La Tech in the uh, – I guess I'll go the over. But uh, I do like La Tech. I have a piece of them at 21 and a half. So um, we're going to catch that. All right, very good, Dave. That rounds out the top ten games on Saturday. There's one on Sunday, one on Monday. Uh, let's go to Sunday. It's Houston at number four, Oklahoma, 23-and-a-half-point home favorite. The over-under – now – when I looked this up, I didn't believe this number. So maybe the maybe the the site that I was looking at something was amiss. It's the one I've used every year for this show. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you have the any any insight here, but the the over under on this game that I saw eighty two and a half. Does that sound right to you, or or was something amiss there? I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit, but uh, the number is correct. Okay, um, I, I like Texas. I, I or uh, excuse me, I like Oklahoma. I like them to take the points, and just because, why not? It's it's Oklahoma. It's Big Twelve football. Um, I'm going to take the over because. I, 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 that number is ridiculous, but we, we've, we've seen, we've seen worse. Of course, this one, uh, 7 30 PM ABC on Sunday night. Um, so please let, let in, inform me how, the, how this number actually happens. So number one, Oklahoma's offensive line is brand new. I think they lost 140 career starts in their offensive line. But this offensive line plays like three of the worst 15 pass rush defenses the first three weeks. Houston is quite possibly going to be the worst defense in all of college football this year. Oklahoma might put up 50 in the first half. This total is too low. Dave is going to be on the over. Um, Jalen Hurts will have no issue scoring at will here. He's only going to play the first half. Um Houston has a pretty talented quarterback in, uh, oh, man, uh, D.R. King, I believe is his name. But uh, this Houston has some offensive weapons. They've got some talent there. Houston's going to score between 21 and 30 points in this game at minimum. Um, and Oklahoma's going to score every time that they touch the freaking ball. There's, there is absolutely nothing in Houston's arsenal or Wepertar that's going to, to, uh, to, slow them down at all um houston's defense is not decent ish so um 
Oklahoma is going to score it well in this game. Um, 82 and a half is too low. Uh, the over should cash in this. So don't be afraid of high numbers. All right. So there we go. Uh, and then finally, Monday, Labor Day, number nine, Notre Dame, a 20 point road favorite at Louisville. Uh, the over under on this one, 55. Uh, this one, 8 p.m. on the ESPN. Um, uh, I think, I think the over is, uh, it could be now. You know, I, I'm going to take Louisville with the points, but I'm actually going to take the under here. I, I think um, Notre Dame's going to have to find themselves a little bit. You lost some wide receiver uh, with Miles Boykin gone. There's there's some rumors that one of your uh, top receivers might be out for the year with an injury. Uh, you lose Dexter Williams. Uh, defense fairly similar. You also lose your 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 four year starter. Uh, at, at kicker, so I, I think there's going to be some questions with Notre Dame, um, Louisville not very good, um, so I, I just I just don't see this game getting that 55 point mark, um, but I, I f- with with an opening game I, I I just I fear trying to take Notre Dame with the points, so Louisville with the points, Notre Dame wins the game, uh, but take the under. I agree with both of this. Um... I don't know really much about this game other than it's a uh, generally when I have a team that I that I think is rated too high and one that I think is rated too low, I generally take the team that's rated too low when they're catching three touchdowns. So um, we're going to take that effect and see what happens. Um, I think Louisville is a lot stronger this year, but I don't think they're they're really all that good. Uh, I do like them over their totals for season wins. Um, I am not really excited for this game on Labor Day, so um, it'll be football, so I'll watch it, but. Uh, not going to be too excited for it. So um, I think that's all I got on that one, Jimmy. All right, really good, Dave. So uh, in terms of top 10 picks, um, th- that's all the games for the weekend. Um, man, there's, there's of course, it's it's the first week of the, the first full week of the college football season. So there's there's usually a lot of crappy games out there. It is what it is. We got we to gotta build ourselves up to the good games, people. But – Dave, I think there's a there's a couple of uh, games that should probably be a little bit closer that I think you have uh, have a couple plays on. So I'm going to uh, hand the reins over to you here and uh, and give you the opportunity to give those. Yeah, so we got uh, kind of a little special new feature or focus uh, here, given that uh, Pennsylvania has gotten with the times and legalized this important thing called sports betting. Um, so we're we're going to spend a, a couple minutes going through some of the the games and the lines that we're looking at at the moment. So um, for for Thursday's games, uh, we're targeting UCLA. UCLA uh, was plus three, uh, even up to yesterday. I believe the game's getting closer to a pick, but uh, UCLA plus points should be good. Uh, UCLA should win this game uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, last year UCLA was a 14 point favorite and they lost straight up, but, uh, this year they're, they're going to be close to, they were a three point underdog, which is a huge swing, uh, 10 to 15 point swing, uh, year over year. So that's uh, pretty much no, a market overreaction, but, uh, UCLA should be good there. Um, Kent state, Arizona tomorrow night or Thursday night should be pretty interesting. Uh, it's supposed to be 105 to 110 out there in uh, Ugh, Tempe. So, gross. um, that temperature is going to play havoc, um, to say the least on, on uh, Kent State traveling down south there when they're used to a uh, nice uh, nice uh, temperatures like we've had here recently uh, to practice in. So um, I, I do like the first half under in that game. Um, I would take Kent State with the points, I think, too. I'm just not high on this Arizona State team. 
Um, but I don't really, I don't know if I'm going to have anything or not on that yet. Um, last game on Thursday, that's uh, probably my favorite game on Thursday uh, from a fan perspective is this Utah-BYU game. Uh, Utah is obviously a team that I am extremely high on this year. Uh, I think Utah has a, a potential of making the college football playoff. I know Jim still doesn't believe it and calls me <laughs> crazy, but hey, we're going with it. Uh, all I'm going to say is great-granddaddy Corso uh, has them in the national championship for, for what it's worth. So, you know, you, you, you could be that weird anomaly that he actually gets right. Or uh, you, you, and and Corso could be completely, completely wrong. So what you're, what, what I'm hearing is that Corso listened to our podcast last week prior to making his selection. That's what it sounds like insights. to me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think that this could be one of the trickiest games on U, on uh, Utah schedule. Uh, BYU is a freaking beast this year. Um, going into BYU, this is the holy, the holy bowl, the holy war, whatever you want to call it, game. Uh, so I think that uh, I am very interested in, in in playing BYU. If they get to six, they've been sitting at five and a half all damn week and month, just sitting there toying with me. Uh, if they get to six, I'm I'm definitely playing BYU. Uh, partial partial hedge of everything that I have on Utah, but uh, also it's going to be um, a a low scoring affair and six points in a, in a big big rivalry game is nothing to to sneeze at. Um, I also like the first half under in this game i think the uh the teams are playing each other here in uh, i believe it was early november last year so they they are they don't have that many games between them and they they really know each other pretty well so it's going to be feeling out in the first half um so i think that uh those would be my my plays on thursday um friday's plays uh, i don't really have much at the moment uh looking at wisconsin the michigan state over um, Rutgers is a 14 point favorite, which just baffles my mind. How bad is UMass if Rutgers <laughs> is favored by over two touchdowns? Yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal. I mean, I mean, it is a Friday night, so that, that's generally when high school teams play. So, so maybe it's, uh, you know, UMass is just like a local high school team. We don't know. But when, when are the JV games? Cause that's really what this is. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, Rutgers might not be less than a double digit underdog the rest of the year. I don't I forget actually I think they have one game that uh uh some Maryland might come to them that they, they might be uh favorites lately they are Kansas or something like that. But brutal. Um Rutgers is pretty bad. Um but then uh favorite play on Friday is gonna be Oregon State uh catching uh over a t- over two touchdowns uh at home versus Oklahoma State. So um just think that's a little tricky spot with uh Oklahoma State traveling on the road with all the turnover they've had. Um, Saturday slate then, uh, games I'm targeting at the moment, um, looking at Florida State, looking at South Alabama potentially, not real sold on that yet. Um, I did grab a piece of Eastern Carolina at 16 and a, or 17 and a half plus 17 and a half. Um, also looking towards the under in that game. Uh, grab some Illinois at 16 and a half, Lane 16 and a half. Uh, I did see that someone bet 50, 55,000 on Illinois minus 17, so. Um, that scares me a little bit that uh, I'm on the same side as that because Vegas isn't going to lose that much money on a game more than likely. Right. Um, I did take a, a piece at, of uh, U, uh, Louisiana Lafayette meep, meep. at uh, plus 21 and a half over Mississippi State. They're at home, so that'll be a big game for them. Um, South Carolina was a lean, but that number's gotten away. 
Uh, so I haven't touched that one yet. Uh, probably going to be on Duke because this this game should be um, – you're paying for the Alabama hype, but this Duke game should be lined about 26, 27, 28. But I'm going to see how many points we can get with the uh, money coming in on uh, Alabama here to drive this number up. Uh, Virginia Tech, I'm probably going to be on the money line. I think they beat Boston College. Syracuse looking at the over, looking at Florida State laying the points, uh, SMU over Arkansas State, Michigan potentially, uh, LSU under potentially, uh, Virginia money line potentially. I grabbed a piece of uh, Missouri at minus 14. That game's up to minus 17 and a half. Um, I like Auburn uh, at the moment over Oregon. So that's probably the best game this weekend out of anything that's uh, on. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be on that or not. I would need three to even consider Auburn. Uh, generally sitting at three and a half at the moment. I uh, like New Mexico State over Washington State at the moment. Uh, and then I'm going to be on the, uh, the Houston over pretty much for sure. So um, I think those are the, the big games that I like. Um, Jim, I think we're going to do something new this year, assuming I remember. I don't. Even, I haven't even talked this over with you, but uh, you're going to be okay with it, so we're going to roll with it. Perfect. Um, we're going to do the we're going to do the Dave dog segment at the end of this. Okay. Where I, I'm going to give out uh, some dogs that I think have a chance at actually winning outright. So there's two that I really like this week at the moment. Um, currently, James Madison is about seven point underdog at West Virginia. I think James Madison beats West Virginia. And the other one that I like is I think Toledo is going to beat Kentucky. They are 12 points underdogs. So I'm going to be playing both of those uh, against the spread and uh, more than likely we'll have something on the money line. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we have a uh, successful run here in Dave's dogs and uh, can catch some really bad numbers and uh, get some nice winners for everyone. Yeah, that's perfect, obviously. And, um, you know, make sure that, you know, that, that people are following along with you at Huddle Up Dave um, for the uh, for the plays uh, as you have them and as things change and adjust and, and whatnot. And we'll try to uh, retweet them from the from the show page as well. Um, because yeah, I think that's another two and, two and zero so far this year. Just throwing it out there while yeah. I can. Yeah, no doubt. You know, because it's, it's definitely something we want to do. Get the social media channels uh, much more interactive this year. But uh, again, light week because uh, you know it's there's a lot of light football out there this week. But you know what? It's a it's going to be a long holiday weekend. I'm actually done work for the week, so I have five nope six days off uh, until I have to go back to work. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and, and everybody else should be too. Football starts on, on Thursday night um, and goes all the way through Monday. Uh, so forget about the NFL for this week. It's the last week of the preseason. Doesn't matter anyway. Um, so just uh, get ready for college football in your last uh, full weekend of summer. Dave, again, one more time, let people know the uh, Twitter page, and then we're going to roll out of this thing this week. Yeah, we're at uh, Twitter on uh, – we are on Twitter at uh, Huddle, Up, Huddle Up Dave. Uh, we will be posting the, the football plays on there that we actually get down on uh, with the sports betting market. Um, I think we have five or six plays that are up so far. Uh, we, we did cash Miami plus seven, and we cashed uh, Hawaii over the 72, 74, whatever the number I posted was. But uh, it flew over that number, so it wasn't even a sweat. Um, but we will continue to post our plays up there. Uh, for everyone, hopefully you can get down and uh, get some extra cash with us, and uh, we're going to hope those two dogs come come barking to the window here this week. Uh, if so, we'll get Jim barking on the podcast week after week. <laughs> All right, Dave. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Enjoy the game. All right, see ya.
And again, hopefully, uh, hopefully that guy in uh, in Westchester, him and his buddies, uh, enjoy their night. Well, they're definitely enjoying the night, but uh, hopefully they do not drink and drive. Be smart if you're going to do what they're doing. But uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. Dave is at Huddle Up Dave. I am at Big Jim Sports. The show is at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Our home network is NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And our sponsor is Alicia's Pillows and Things. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your tastes and your likes. So why not add decor that reflects your sports movie and TV fandom? Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They got pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite teams and characters. Just log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. Again, have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy. Enjoy the time. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. Be smart. And until next time, go for the win. Go for the win.